You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 276. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hi, hello, it's Marisa here coming to talk to you today to specifically share some insight, some encouragement, and some acknowledgement of one of the most common experiences for the artist entrepreneur, the creative business owner. And I was thinking about as I've prepared for this episode, why I haven't talked about this so directly before. And I'm not sure why, because we really need to have this conversation so that when it comes up for you, you don't panic and you don't think that you're the only one going through this very common experience of A, wanting to give up, but more specifically wanting to give up when you are not making the money you want and or need yet in your business. Yet is a really important word. Okay, keep that in mind. There are a lot of directions that I can go with this conversation, but I'm going to, for the purposes of this episode, try to focus on three specific suggestions that I can give you. And the first is, well, the the, not the first, the A, the A part is, as I shared with you, know without a doubt that this feeling is common. And before I dive into the three points I want to share with you, let me just recap how I began my business journey. If you're not familiar with my story, this will be a very brief overview When I decided to pursue my passion of creativity and finally lean into my desire of becoming an artist, because I had been an entrepreneur before with a totally different e-commerce company that I started and I walked away from that company, it never made, it really never made any money. I mean, it did, but it was never at a place where it was profitable. I was building that business to grow and get help at the time from investors, either a venture capitalist or an angel investor. And I was part of the early 2000s movement of building businesses that were going to change the internet and the online space. And I just happened to be about 15 years too early for that idea. However, I also realized if I was going to put this much energy into a business, I wanted it to be something I loved even more. 
I wanted to be creating my own designs. I wanted to be making something that was mine and build a business around that. So fast forward to Creative Thursday. And as I was making these decisions, my confidence had to grow month by month, moment by moment to believe that it was possible for me because as a mostly self-taught artist, I did not believe that making a living with my art specifically was going to be possible for me. And I proved myself wrong. But that journey took some time to really fully step into that belief for myself. And so first and foremost, you are also going to be on your own timeline with your own beliefs. And hopefully through me and other mentors out there in the creative space, you are coming to that conclusion that it's possible for you a whole lot sooner than we did, which would be great. But just know that A, this is common. B, I'm adding a B component. You are going to be on your own timeline with this. So promise me that you are not comparing yourself and your timeline to anyone else ever, ever. Just if you're doing that, stop that. Just stop it. There are experiences that will happen on your journey that you will only know why the timing was what it was in hindsight. And if you can just decide to trust that now, that's really going to help give you a lot of peace instead of feeling like if it's not working out in the timeline you anticipated or in the same timeline as someone else, that suddenly it's not working. We have to be really aware of how quickly we can jump to this isn't working for me. And believe me, if I had jumped to that conclusion, I would not be here. And there were many times that that could have happened to me. So once I decided to dive into Creative Thursday, it was a journey of a couple of years. I created my first website in 2004. And it took me until about 2005 to really commit to it. And then it wasn't until 2007. And in 2005 is when I started selling in person in a co-op gallery in Venice, California. And in 2007, in March, as you know, if you know my story, it's why I celebrate sort of my business anniversary. That's when I started making a living. There's a two-year span there, and there's a three-year span from the time I first put my website up. Now, if you're instantly saying, wow, Marisa, I just don't have that kind of time, okay, (laughs) I get it, and it may not take you that long. Like I said, there was no one out there to help me, nobody. There were a few people that could mentor me, but there was zero guidance in terms of building a business online. I had some really kind and generous artists help me in the co-op and in large part help me believe I could even do this, help support and purchase my work. Oh, right. You know, artists do buy from artists and uh, it's okay if your friends buy from you as well. They helped me. They helped me get going. And simultaneously, It may take you that long. It might take you longer. 
So just let that settle in for a minute because another part of this journey is the decision that when you commit to your dream, are you in it for the long game or are you putting a time limit on it? Now, I know this is where it gets tricky around finances, right? I had savings. I had recently come out of a marriage and we sold our home and I had savings from that property investment. And I was at a time in my life where I had no additional responsibility. I was in my 30s. I was single. And so I'm like, I can go for this dream. And I did. But my savings started to run out. And this is where having built really good credit over all of those years was incredibly helpful for me because I just realized, you know, this is what I want to do. And so when my savings started to run out, this was the most uncomfortable time for me. It was awful. I shed many tears. I took walks every day up a hill in Laurel Canyon to listening to, I think it was Hay House Radio at the time. We really didn't have any podcasts, very few, even though I was one of them. And I was just listening to, you know, feeding my mind and my soul with anything inspirational. I actually hired a coach that I heard on Hay House Radio. I could not I, well, I did not have the budget for that at the time, and I knew I needed help, and I believed in the possibilities for me. But it was scary as fuck. <laughs> it was really scary. And I was not used to that. But I had built up credit, and I was willing to borrow at 0%. So When I talk about debt, which I will also touch upon briefly in this episode, I leveraged debt, meaning I had good credit. I did not just rack up a bunch of credit cards with 14 to 20% interest. No way. And before I made the decision to really lean into, well, I'm just going to borrow until this comes together, I had started looking for work. I was starting to interview for jobs and it just wasn't opening up for me. I was either too qualified or I remember very specifically a beautiful stationery store. The owner sat with me and she said, I think you're an entrepreneur. And Those words really stuck with me and I thought, what if she's right? That's what I've been for all these years prior. I think I hadn't worked for someone already for about four or five years. And I just decided I'm going to go all in on this. I'm I'm not backing down. I'm not quitting. I was sharing my expenses with Sean at the time. We had just moved in together and, you know, I was going to uphold my, my end of that agreement and I was going to pursue what I loved. And so as I made these choices, things continued to show up for me. 
I do remember working as a PA, a production assistant, for a friend on what was maybe one of the hardest weeks I've ever worked. If anyone works in the entertainment industry, I think they're in the process of trying to maybe change it. It can be the most ridiculous hours and physical physical labor hours that you've ever seen. It exhausted me, but I was paid well for the week. And I remember we also had a second property in Colorado and we decided that it was time to sell that, my ex-husband and I. And so that gave me another little cushion. And so what's interesting when you make a decision like that, and you really go all in, opportunities show up for you. But you also want to be looking for that, right? You don't want to let fear shut you down. Because when fear shuts you down and you're making decisions from panic, you're not making wise decisions. So I ended up building Creative Thursday with debt. And because of the conversation around debt in this country and not necessarily having the most progressive mentors that were helping me at the time, I really, I really took that hard. I felt shame. Sometimes I still do. And I, you know, I just felt like, oh, gosh, what am I going to do with all of this? And I've since come to a conclusion because I have successfully uh, leveraged debt to build a business, to buy two homes in Los Angeles, uh, both of which have increased in value. And the first one that I sold, I actually used debt. My husband and I at the time used debt to purchase it. And I remember that was really frowned upon by some family members, but we made it happen. And, you know, I think $12,000 in debt helped that property grow in about $200,000 in profit. And the property that we're currently in, I did the same thing. I was able to leverage debt. I mean, it was basically a miracle that we two creative, mostly um, solopreneurs, Sean did have a part-time job. He had one bit of stable income when we purchased this property. It's unheard of. And through a series of amazing events, we were able to purchase this home that we've been in going on almost nine years. I think we've owned it almost eight. And so I know there's a lot of talk about, sure, in a perfect world, you might be debt-free, but what does that mean actually? And the point of leveraging debt is that you are being strategic about how you are investing or how what you expect your return on your investment to be. And so at some point, you have to make the decision, am I willing to bet on me? Because 
in essence, if you are borrowing or you're using your savings, you are saying that you are betting on you. So for the record, as I've said many times, because the stress was honestly too much, I don't recommend going into debt to start your business. If you are able to plan for it, save for it, that's ideal, right? Because trying to create a side hustle, it's possible. It it is. I've done that in the past too. I started with graphic design and interior design. I had a side hustle with both of those while I also had a job. And it's challenging in terms of your time allocation, right? And maybe you are a parent as well. But maybe I know I'm talking to a lot of people now who are also in retirement and they are able to pursue this, which is great. So it all depends on what stage, right? We talk about this a lot, what season of life you are in. But, and this brings me to my first point, There's no way around the discomfort of growing. There's no fast tracking your journey and the lessons you will need to learn to grow into the future self that you intend to become. So number one, discomfort is a sign of growth. And If you are choosing to build a business with your art specifically, that is probably going to be one of the most uncomfortable journeys that you will take because as we know, it's already uncomfortable to just claim yourself as an artist and share what may be very deeply personal work with the world. And let's say it's not even deeply personal. It is connected to you. It is more personal than just creating a product. I don't want to diminish that. I just, anything that has to do with building a business and an entrepreneur is brave as all get out. But I always put creatives, artists in another category because they're doing that with something they've made that is connected to them personally. And to make that separation of now I'm to, or to actually integrate that into now I'm going to build a business with this and I'm going to make money with this becomes a whole other level of discomfort because it's very counterintuitive to a lot of the stereotypes out there, first and foremost. And, you know, it's, It doesn't feel like a necessity. We've talked about that before, though. I believe that art and design, all you have to do is look around you, is an absolute necessity in life and joy and fulfillment and just making this world a better place. And there are a lot of creatives who make a lot of money. So this is good. This is a good thing. And I think it's only going to increase because our our awareness of the value of what we do as creatives is finally coming to light in a very powerful way. But this concept of discomfort 
is a sign of your growth. So if you are uncomfortable because you've chosen this path, good for you. It means you're on the right path. We have to stop confusing discomfort with we're doing something wrong. Life is not about you creating a nest for yourself or anyone else for that matter and just staying in that nest. We actually watched this little baby woodpecker and he was you could just tell he just did not know what he was doing yet. <laughs> he was, have you ever seen baby birds where they're in that like in-between stage and they're kind of, their feathers are sort of tousled and they just look messy. <laughs> they don't look put together if there is such a thing as a bird being put together. But you know how a bird will just, I don't know, they just look amazing. <laughs> their feathers are so beautifully um kind of aligned and their, their bodies are just, it's just the most beautiful shape. I know because I love to draw them as well, but baby birds have this little, they have this like fuzzy quality to them and they kind of stumble around and they hop sort of weird. And this little woodpecker was pecking our fence, not a tree. (laughs) At least he was pecking wood (laughs) That was a good thing. But I kept thinking, what does he think he's going to find there? There's no sap. There's no place to put anything. And it was just, it was delightful in, in the realization that we all have to go through figuring things out. And you are not exempt from that, nor am I, because the discomfort that I'm talking about here is going to continue. So what I was saying is we have to stop assuming that discomfort means that we're doing something wrong, which led me to my metaphor of the nest. I mean, if you want to fly, if you want to, you know, be out in the world, you're going to have to leave the nest and you're going to have to be an awkward baby bird. And that is just how it is. So Can you find peace in knowing that that is part of the journey? I'm really, I'm going to blame social media on this one because we have presented such an illusion of how success comes together through a series of Instagram posts or reels or whatever that it has misled a whole segment of the population into believing that if you build something online, that it will happen overnight. And that is not the case. (laughs) This is, it's usually overnight plus 10 years, usually. What if you just gave yourself that amount of time? What if you gave yourself five years? So it took me between three and four to really get some traction, but that was also not doing it full time for those four years. So a lot of this is going to be dependent upon how much energy you can actually allocate to your business development, to your art development. And coming back again to this concept of growing you know you're growing when you're uncomfortable. So one of the most important decisions that you can make is to get comfortable with the discomfort. And this is not something that you want to do at the beginning of your journey. This is going to be a muscle you use forever. 
especially if you're a person like me who loves personal development, and especially if you are also a business owner, entrepreneur, there's no way around this. Okay, so get comfortable being uncomfortable. Also, I just want to make a note here. I've touched upon this a little bit. A lot of times it gets the most uncomfortable right before there's a breakthrough. You may just be ready to give up for real on that day. And you may be right before, like moments before you have a breakthrough. And you owe it to yourself if you feel like giving up to see if that might actually be true and that your breakthrough is coming. And ultimately, you know, you are going to have that breakthrough. Listen to everyone who's made it in life, whatever that is for you. We're going to talk specifically about a creative career. You know me, I love listening to interviews and documentaries. And I was recently watching the Sheryl Crow documentary. And, you know, if you're in it long enough, eventually you will break through. She had a whole life as a school teacher, a music teacher, before she ever ended up coming to LA and pursuing her music. And then it was quite a journey from there. But when that breakthrough came, it happened and it happened big. So you also want to treat this time as preparation. So if you're going through growing, um, there's a really uh, another beautiful concept that goes something like this, that in essence, you have your future self and your future self that has all of the things that you want, all that you desire is always calling you forward. And your future self knows what you need to learn now in order to fully embrace what you say you want, because sometimes we're just not ready for for those next steps. And that's the part that you can't always see while you're in it, but that's where As I shared with you earlier, that sense of trust is going to be really important or faith that you trust and that if you're being called in this direction, it is meant for you. Your desire is meant for you and faith that it will come together, even though you can't see all of those steps yet and you don't know exactly what that timeline is going to be, especially when it comes to being a creative person. And that's because it's very subjective, right? You're not getting a degree, coming out and being qualified, passing a bar. As I always use the example of an attorney, like it's a very clear path. Boom, this, 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 this. We know that there's always a market for attorneys. An artist path is very, very different. And so it's going to call upon a lot more strength, a lot more courage, and a lot more dedication and faith that it will come together. So right before you have a breakthrough, sometimes also your mind will uh, sort of play tricks on you. It will come up with all the logical reasons that you should quit. And one of those reasons, as we're talking about today, can be money. Um, Money is attached to survival, and I understand all too well. I've been there many times 
that what do you do, you know, when your survival is at stake? And the best recommendation I can give you is to only compartmentalize 30 days ahead at most. Typically that's a certain billing cycle as well, right? But I I would basically focus on what can I do each day to move the needle forward to get me to a place of bringing in income. And that is ultimately, I won't go into all of that story, but that's how I started daily painting. I knew at a certain point that if I made a painting and I posted it, I would sell it. And I was able to begin making a living that way. And also if I made a painting, I could make reproductions. It wasn't just one original. It had a life beyond that, that could also generate revenue. So I knew that if every day I made art and I shared it, oh, and I asked for the sale, you know what I'm talking about. If you've been with me in the sell a piece of art this week workshop and you're an expansive artist, all three of those steps have to happen then I knew that I had this opportunity to make income and it did start to become more consistent, but it grew into that. It was not overnight. So when you, I sort of have used this metaphor before, when you are having a breakthrough, sometimes I imagine I equate it to being in a rocket ship I've never been in one, but you know those scenes where you see it going through the atmosphere and how intense it is and how it's just everything is shaking around you. Or recently a friend shared a metaphor around like feeling like you're in a dryer and you're just being tossed about. This can actually be a sign that you are about to hit your next breakthrough. And there's going to be more than one, right? And there will be. If you continue to grow and you stay dedicated to your dream, there will be. So just be very aware. And as I study more on this, right, I've, I've been Actually, I'm going to be celebrating almost a year of therapy in, well, actually this month. And so I've really come to understand more about the mind and healing my own traumas and experiences to recognize that your brain or your ego are trying to protect you. And there are scientific there's scientific data to demonstrate this. I'm not going to go into all of that. I don't have all the references, but do your own research that a lot of times that's when your fear gets the loudest, right when you're about to make a change, because basically your brain wants you to stay the same. It wants you to stay in the nest because that will keep you safe. That's what it thinks, right? that you will remain safe. There's a whole part of our brain that is solely to protect us. And as conscious beings, we have to become aware of that. We don't have to judge it. We don't have to be angry at it. We can just recognize, oh, right, I must be approaching something pretty great because my fears are getting very loud. And I 
what if I just, you know, breathe through them as simple as it sounds. It's very calming to just recognize that and observe it. Now, there are certain instances, of course, where there is a legitimate reason to be fearful, but if you really break it down, much of what we fear in this scenario is not a physical danger and we are often catastrophizing it well into situations that will never happen. And some of that is also due to the fact that I think many times we've been conditioned that suffering is a necessary part of growth. And what I'm saying is discomfort is, but suffering on top of that discomfort is our choice. And so when you're able to recognize that you are creating additional pain and suffering on top of just a natural growing pain or a common growing pain, it ideally will calm you down to know this. So recapping, discomfort is a sign of growth. Get comfortable in the discomfort. Know that this is common. Number two is it takes time. It takes time. If you're growing, it's not overnight. It's just that simple. Why are you in a rush? Now, as someone who has been in a rush, I will tell you that for me, losing my dad at the age of 19 really lit a fire under me and I've always felt like I don't want to waste a minute of my life. And that's just a very early in experience that impacted me a certain way, benefited me in terms of going for this in my life, for sure, and is a detriment because sometimes I feel like I'm not there fast enough. And then I put all this pressure on myself and I add a lot of suffering to my own growth process. So I realize we don't know how many days we have and we want to make the most of it, but to make the most of our time here, but to add extra pressure, it only exacerbates everything. You're just creating a state of panic instead of a, a state of calm and thoughtfulness about your next steps. You're not actually speeding up the process. I know this. <laughs> Trust me. I've learned a lot of this. The I guess the hard way, but to my own point, my timeline is my timeline and it's totally fine. I really don't have any regrets about any of this because I just wasn't ready before I was ready. But by me sharing this with you, I'm hoping that just calming down will allow you to move through certain stages that you cannot fast track uh, with more ease than has been in the past. So as an example, you cannot fast track developing your artist voice. Can't fast track that. If you are, I am supporting a number of artists and I love this because I've been sharing with you, as you know, um, my coaches from Stu to James Wedmore to Zach Spuckler and how they've all helped me to grow this part of my business. And 
I now have the opportunity to support more artists who are also sharing their wisdom and inspiration and knowledge with the world. And it's the same with building that part of your creative business. You cannot fast track the development of what it is that you are here to share, the development of the program or workshop or membership that you are creating, the development of your messaging, your organic voice, who you are. You know, one of the best tips I can give you is to fully embrace who you are and lean into that and get to know who that person is as best you can as soon as you can. It's going to help with everything. And depending on how you grew up, depending upon what beliefs you currently hold, that may take a minute versus someone else who had a different entry point into this world. There are so many nuances to this entire journey. Just give it a minute and recognize that even with all my experience, the online teaching coaching part of my business that I've really focused almost solely on over these past couple of years has taken uh, almost four years to get to where it is now. And in many ways, we feel like we're just getting started. (laughs) I feel that way with my art because speaking of discomfort, you know, I'm evolving my art right now. I'm looking at some new paintings in the background of, uh, I always record these on video as well. And I'm excited, like something's coming together, but that process alone has been over a year and I haven't dedicated all my energy to it. There's only so much time and energy that you can allocate. And when you put your energy in one area of life or business, that's going to grow more. You can't do that well, efficiently in areas. You'll just kind of grow everything incrementally. And that is a separate conversation. But just know even putting all your energy in this one area of your business is going to take time. So enjoy it. Don't miss it. You know, there are times in life where I actually feel nostalgia for those times that I was walking up the hill with Lulu, the Great Dane, Jackson, the Weimaraner, and Tank. Tank. They were in one of my early podcasts. And Tank the Chihuahua, my first introduction to a Chihuahua that I loved. My ex-husband and I would share our dog custody. So when he would travel, I would get Jackson, our Weimaraner, and I would get Tank, his new dog. And then he would get Lulu, the Great Dane. And walking those guys up that hill, that was very memorable. And it inspired a podcast. And I feel very nostalgic about that time because I realized that I get to now look back and say, wow, how I made it, like how far did I come and how glad I am that I didn't give up. And it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible all the way back to the time where I only sold one card an entire holiday season. And now I'm, I'm selling work 
that is different, that is priced higher, and it's selling and it's incredible. Just the evolution of all of it. It's important to take note. And so you don't want to rush through. You don't want to speed through it, the discomfort. Oh, it's so tempting though, right? A lot of times in life, I'm not saying I'm the best at this. I'm like, let me just make it through this week. Let me make it through this day. Let me make it through this month. Let me make it through this year. And I just do my best to be more present than that because if it's all going to work out, which is a beautiful sentiment to consider that everything is working out for you, when you begin to approach your life like that, you begin to see how lessons and growing spurts and growing pains, so to speak, all serve a purpose of getting you to where you want to go. When you begin to view life through that lens, which is how I choose to view it, then it becomes this it becomes the story that's always unfolding in front of you. And it's kind of magical that way because you'll see how it comes together. And then you'll start learning to pay attention sooner (laughs) instead of resisting or feeling like, why is this happening to me? And why why is everyone else getting what I want? Those are not healthy approaches to your own journey. Just the faith that it's going to work out. You do always have the right to change your mind. That's not the same as giving up. Changing your mind is coming from a place of empowerment. Giving up is coming from a place of defeat. And you will know the difference. So number three is risk. Well, we're going to call it strategic risk, right? If you are a wise business owner, you are taking strategic risks because you will know numbers. You will know why you're making the choices you're making. That's what we cover in Artful Selling. I really love to take artists on a deep dive because I realized a little bit late in the game that I was just making choices without any clear vision as to why. And then I was sort of on this treadmill of making the next choice and the next choice just to keep the income coming in. And then, oh my goodness. And then, you know, the story, or maybe you don't, but it almost cost me my entire business. So I don't take random risk. And I really wasn't like a huge risk taker. I've always been a risk taker, but I'm saying I always was thoughtful about the risks that I took, but now I'm even way more thoughtful because I have way more experience and I've had a lot more guidance around this myself that I share with you. And what I'm saying is that the discomfort will never go away. The reaching with your finances will never go away. You will always be taking a chance. You will be hiring a team member and that will in essence be a risk until if and when they end up staying with you. Uh, I went through about six tries last year to find the right team member And I'm excited because, fingers crossed, I may have found that person that I've been looking for for years. And 
each time it's an investment and it's in essence a risk, right? I don't know that this is going to pay off. I have to take that chance. Every education opportunity, I now have that so clear in my mind and I'm so clear about the kinds of mentors I like to work with or I'm continuing to go deeper with the mentors that I already have worked with and now know personally. And so that feels like less of a risk, but it's always uncomfortable. You know, your investments typically will get larger as you grow in terms of your support, in terms of your marketing dollars, in terms of your education and the support you need to grow into that person. I have about four people, including a therapist that I work with every month that are part of what I call like guardian angels to me to help me hold it together and move forward to the bigger vision that I hold and have always held for myself. And it just took longer for me because I didn't get that support. And I was taking risk in not really the areas that were going to give me the most return on my business. And I learned a lot. And so now I'm also grateful because I get to share a lot of that with you. So that's where I return to the concept of, you know, it really always works out. Sometimes if you are a person that has a desire to share, it's on your heart, you love to help people, sometimes you are going to experience things that will benefit others by you going through it and sharing it with others. And sometimes that's one of the best ways that you can make sense of how how things evolve in your life. If you can help someone through what you've learned on any level, that's how we that's how we make it, right? That's how we continue to grow into the people we most want to become and support and champion those around us. We help each other. And so having a sense of gratitude, which I know can feel like a reach sometimes and is better, usually easier to come to when you fast forward to your future about the experiences, the challenges, the risks that you feel that you are taking, the the fears that you've been able to overcome and move through. Having gratitude for all of that is also just an incredibly peaceful way to move through life, which is challenging. It is because we're not just staying in the nest. (laughs) If you want to stay in the nest, it's too late. If you listen to this whole podcast, I'm probably not the person for you because I'm just not, I'm not content staying in a nest. I'm here to experience life and I want to experience it. And it's as uncomfortable as all get out many times. But now I have all this awareness. I have all the support. I have tools that help me, including making my art, including doing yoga and dance and making a meal, taking a walk, all of calling a friend that gets all this. And, you know, finding my way back to my peace. And so if you can view this as something that's sort of happening around 
you and you can hold your center in faith that this is all for your benefit, even if you're like, whoa, this is not what I wanted. I'm super uncomfortable. I'm not making money yet. If you can really trust that you're still headed the right direction and that's going to be how that's going to come through depending upon how connected you are to your own intuition. So when you say, you know, I want to give up because I'm not making any money, when do I do that? That's not something I can answer for you. But I would say that you are never to give up on your dreams. And so if you have to find work or freelance work or go back to a job part-time or something to make it happen, then that's what you do. What happens is you continue to stay committed to that dream and things show up for you. I'm not going to use the phrase, um, take a leap and then the net will appear because sometimes it doesn't appear in the way you think in the timing you want. I mean, maybe ultimately it does. I just don't believe there are too many nuances for us to just be claiming that. What I will say is that when you're dedicated to your dream and you're in it for the long game, I believe that it will work out. The timing of that is not for me to say it is for you specifically. And like I said, it's going to be different than anyone else's, depending on what you're ready for. And so I would say never give up and find solutions to bring the income in and also when we're talking about money, really begin learning from people who have mastered what we would call, I guess, kind of a money mindset. Begin exploring that and coming to understand your own beliefs around that because a lot of money fear has to do with what we believe around money and finances and abundance in this world. And it runs deep. And so I would definitely look into that and, and find out where you may be letting fear get the best of you and where you can believe too, right? I can't tell you to just go all in. If that is going to stress you out, cause you panic, that's not going to help you. But if you can do a dance between taking a little bit of risk and having faith and trusting then there's a very good chance that things will continue to show up for you. And if that doesn't feel like something that you can do, then you might need to come up with other solutions until you feel ready. But there's got to be a part of you that is all in regardless. And that is just this inner determination um, that's what Cheryl Crow was saying, tenacity. And she said, you know, I had tenacity and I didn't give up even when people told me that I sucked. And a lot of people in this world are willing to, you know, live with less for their dreams. So there's also just looking at, you know, how you can revisit your financial commitments and don't take away your education. Uh, that's really heartbreaking when you're invested with people 
who can help you and you use that as the first area that you're going to cut in your in your financial picture, it makes zero sense to me. Zero sense to me. And I do see it. You know, I get passionate about this now that I have the expansive artists and I see people, um, many people stay for years and some people come in for a month and then they're gone. And we always ask, you know, well, can we help you? Is there anything we can do? And I can tell every time someone has quit on themselves and I soon will not be seeing those emails anymore because I can't, I can't take it. It is too hard for my heart because I pour everything into what I share and we have an entire library full of resources and there's so many out there for you that that's not a place that you want to shut down. If I had had the opportunities that we have now, it would have gone a lot faster for me. But I also had that belief that, you know, I can't keep, I can't keep this coach or I can't keep this investment. I better, I better take this out. It's a very odd perspective, very odd perspective that we it's almost that part of your brain that is logically convincing you of things that ultimately just keep you where you are. And so you've got to be really aware. You've just got to be aware is where is this decision coming from? If I want to get to this point in my dreams, what are the steps? What are the people? What are the investments that I can help you know that can help me? It's the same as investing in your online shop just the amount of stress and agony that goes into those decisions sometimes it just doesn't make any sense because remember people used to take loans to build a business no one expected it to have a profit right away and typically you don't which is also okay because if you are filing taxes you know you're going to grow into a business that is profitable. You may still cover all of your expenses because you're going to be putting it back into your business as well. It doesn't mean you're not making money. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean you're not making money. You're putting it back into your business. So a lot of these ideas are simply are we've been told you can't have debt. You if you're not profitable by this amount of money in, in the bank, by this time, you're not successful. And you've got to be really aware of where you're getting these stories and from whom and uh, what the state of your business is, what stage you're in. Just don't categorize and compartmentalize these without having a clear understanding of the big picture and getting support from people who actually know what they're doing and who are living by example what they are sharing and they can help you to move forward in the way that you want. Don't let those connections go. Don't let those connections go. For me now, education is one of my highest priority investments coming from someone who didn't invest in their education for at least, I don't know, 13 years. And what I've seen in the difference of having invested in that, including in my art education as well, it's massive. 
So to recap, discomfort, number one, discomfort is a sign of growth. Well, number one, (laughs) number A, B, C, D, don't give up. Don't give up. If you're uncomfortable, you're doing it. Two, it takes time. And there are parts of this process that you cannot fast track. And don't miss that journey. Number three, if you grow as a successful business owner, artist that you imagine, artist, entrepreneur, you will continue to feel uncomfortable. You will continue to take quote unquote strategic thoughtful risk, but you will because you'll always be growing. And that's just how it is. So it will come together. It did come together for me. And I have also burned things to the ground and rebuilt. I've taken a lot of risk on this journey. And I'm proud of that. No, it has not been comfortable. And it has still been worth every bit of of what I've experienced. And it just continues to excite me for what's coming next. And I hope that is the same for you. Thinking of you, sending you a virtual hug. You've got this. You really do. You will know that in your heart and do not talk yourself out of that. Until next time, friends, thank you for listening. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love. Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.